Yay! Welcome to Corporate Fringe. My name's Mietta Gibson and I'm Natalie Wheeland. And we're Corporate Fringe. We basically live on the edge of the corporate world and we talk about our observations of, of what we see happening in the corporate world. Yeah, and uh, today we want to talk about diversity in the workplace and how the workplace doesn't have to look like it did 20 years ago and what we see as different options and alternatives. Yeah, and I wanted to talk today about um, about some of the research I've been doing around leadership development and what um, what makes a good manager. And I was watching an online video the other day about Google and how they do it. So they basically rate their managers and there are either good managers or bad managers. And that kind of got me thinking about, well, what is a good manager and what is a bad manager? And what the way they do it is, uh, you know, they get downward feedback, so their boss gives them feedback, and then they get upward feedback, which all makes complete sense. But what I think the kinds of things that organisations ask is, like, what do you want from your manager? Does your manager support you? Does your manager give you good feedback? All these sorts of things. But what I actually don't know if they're asking the right questions. Now, the challenge we've got with diversity is the days of the husband coming home and the wife being there to collect their coat and hat have gone. Yeah, and, and um, well, as, as our mum always taught us, she said, when I left home, your husband will want somebody to clean his shoes or pair his socks and wash his clothes, but she won't give a shit who does it. He won't give a shit who does it. And I've always thought that's really good. It doesn't have to be me. It's some, the household does have to be managed, but it's not going to be me who does it. No, and one of the things I've really noticed in my friendship circles and social circles is is the the way that where this modern sort of relationship is becoming a team and how you work as a team. So it's not just my job, your job; it's our lives. Yeah, and it's been I've been observing this for a while now because we're at an age where um, a lot of us have been in the workforce for a long time, and as couples, I'm observing there's not many couples who both have a traditional job. So it's been this sort of evolutionary way to deal with this new age. And it's quite exciting because we both don't go in the car or the train at 7.30 in the morning and come home at 7 o'clock at night. Certainly in my household, um, we've got one in a traditional workspace and then the other who sort of, which is me, is all over the place and much more flexible. So it, we're all sort of adapting in our own way and as your own, you say, your little family unit's becoming a team of how we work together. Now that means that's an important thing to know as an employer. And that's what I'm saying is as much as it's probably crossing the boundaries, what the organisation and your manager really needs to know is about you as a person. So in order to get someone really inspired and motivated by, by their work, a manager should truly understand the individual, which is easy from a one-to-one relationship, but as an organisation, if you want to look at where your business is heading and where your staff's key values are, you probably have to ask some personal questions. Yeah, and it's really interesting when I think about this in the workplace because don't judge based on what you're able to do and what your team at your family allows you to do. So if you're the primary breadwinner who goes every day, male or female, and back at home it's all being looked after, you're going to be very different to the person who hasn't got that. No. So if you're the manager and your staff member is not the, has not got such support, don't judge them. Try and work with them because this is what I'm finding. I'm finding people sort of tut-tutting 
if you leave at a certain time and, that, and you feel like I get stuffed what's your arrangement because I'm happy to go again tomorrow night or I might work on a Sunday you don't know so if we engage people at that level if they didn't feel shit that they went to their daughter's speech therapy class every day at 11 o'clock and then came to work then because it was understood in the context of their entire work life and their personal life and you don't want to cross the lines too much I'm aware of that and as you get a bigger organization it's harder but surely that's a better place to be yes I think you're probably referring more to the legal industry I think other industries have been more progressive than that but what I'm saying is don't make the assumption about some, where someone wants to go with their career and how they want to match it with their life. Now, I'm not saying ask somebody when are you going to have babies and how many are you going to have. I'm asking things like what's more important to you? Is it maybe four days a week? Is, but is it you want to get your career moving and get promoted as fast as possible? So someone like that is potentially going to be prepared to do very different work to somebody who is and, – and I just think it's, a, it's an interesting way to look at what motivates people and what their values are. Yeah, and it's talking about happiness. Yeah. It's talking about what makes you happy at work. Yeah. And a happy person is someone who's going to perform well. It is. But so I'm talking about design your life. And I'm also saying that that will shift over time. And I mean every six months it probably shifts. I know in my household it's constantly where we're at and who's doing what and where. And, and our kids even know it now. You know, if we have a babysitter, if we don't, what, what resources do we need to keep our, our household running? My kids even know that. So it's interesting, but it's not a conversation that's often had at work. No, it's completely ignored. You, you're sitting in isolation. You're an island at work. You're yeah. not taken as a complete unit. And it doesn't matter. And some people, um, it's not trying to discriminate about people's choices, whether they've had kids or not. So that's all irrelevant. It's about what you want out of your career. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just think there's just a, a different view we can have, which is challenging about without crossing over into too personal. But I think probably a good manager does anyway. Yeah, a good manager knows their staff. Um, but I think big businesses forget this. And the one thing I always say, the one thing corporations don't accommodate is humans. <laughs> their processes and systems are not made for that. Yeah, which is, if for anyone who knows me, I'm just a frigging disaster in that space. I just cannot function in that world where common sense does not prevail. Yeah, but then I'm not a rule breaker either. I look back to school, like I never got detention or expelled or anything like that because I wouldn't break a rule. Give me a rule and I'll follow it. But my challenge is don't give me too many rules. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a rule breaker. I mean, God, I don't, I've never been in trouble in my life. My whole goal in life is for everyone to say good girl. I mean, I always want to be told, well, done good girl keep going there's no there's no self-esteem issues underlying under there <laughs> no it's just I, that's that's feedback yeah it's feedback I listened to this fantastic podcast this week on Radio National and um, some big companies in the states have been testing on what make, motivates people and they did um, some studies and they did one group they just had to do their job every day um, it was making a number of components and one group if they reached targets they got more money but that only what happened that was only sustainable if the targets they kept getting the bonuses once they took away those bonus those people's productivity to dropped to half of the people who'd never been offered a bonus which was really interesting so it's just um yeah it's just all very interesting and it's about it's about productivity again yeah and motivation and inspiration are, are different again but um but one of the things that is most demotivating thing is that um, the work you do is put in the bin in front of you 
and that like this the social studies that have been done on that are, are really um really evidenced and um you can see that work like the powerpoint deck the deck that took you 60 hours and somebody reads through it for five minutes and and then moves on that's really hard to digest all the red pen you know they just put red pen it like no respect for it and that's just not acknowledging that we're different in how we approach not neither was right or wrong and that's just that's basically like a caste system in india that's like saying just because you're the boss you have the right to prefer your style and that's really, really insulting. But just back to that other th- podcast I was listening to. So what the outcome of that was, the number one motivating factor, and they've, they've studied thousands, I think it was 10,000 people, was feedback. Yeah. It's all about knowing how you're doing. Because if you don't get told, and that's what the good girl thing is, yeah. if I get told well done, I feel inspired and motivated to keep going. If nobody ever gives me that, it's like the baby who has um, no one looks after a baby after, or a baby who's in a very, very difficult situation. They say, say maybe a really depressed parent or whatnot. They say after about three or four months they stop crying because there's no point. Yeah. Their motivation will go if nobody cares or notices. Yeah, that's, um, you know, it's it's so interesting. And that's actually a big piece why I've enjoyed doing consulting is because you, if you don't, they don't like you, they don't get you again. But if they like you, you get more work. So it's like a really valuable um, way of getting feedback. Yeah, and that's why I hated being a lawyer because I don't think any clients ever said I like my lawyer. <laughs> But, you know, back to um, I when I started my career and the red pen and I used, I used to get the red pen and I said to a friend at the drinks on Friday night when I was a grad, I said, I'm just so bad at it. And he said to me, and I'll never forget it, he said, but do you want to be good? And I thought that's so interesting because it made me really go, well, not really, no. That's not, that's not the bit of my, my work that I really care about. Yeah, so I think on that note, we've been much more serious, not the funny stories this time. And I, as I say, I promise we'll get some um, guests on board. But um, I hope you've enjoyed our, our observations, which are always, as we say, on the fringe. Yes, thank you very much. And um, really appreciate if you could um, leave a review on, on iTunes. It's actually quite challenging to do, but if you make the effort, we'd really appreciate it. It's a great way for um, to get out to more listeners. But Nat and I certainly have a lot of fun doing it. And thanks for listening. <laughs>